Welcome to Time Bandits. Time Bandits is a bi-weekly podcast where we go back in time every bi-week, <laughs> 25 years to the year 1988 to celebrate the silver anniversary of a film and an album from that year. I'm Greg LeGrow and I'm looking at Dan Gorman. Hello, how are you? I'm pretty good, buddy. Sweet. How are you today? I'm good. Yeah? Some, I drank a lot. Of, I, pre-got, I got pre-caffeinated this week. Oh. I drank like, I haven't eaten anything. I've already drank like this two. week. You've been drinking coffee for a week, I've just been for today. a whole week. Yeah, so I'm ready. Ah, all right. Well, if Dan's done showing off, I'm looking at Casey Gorman. How are you, buddy? Not Casey Why Gorman. Casey Lyons. Gorman. <laughs> Surprise! I have... nurse me and Dan got married. He <laughs> took his name. I yeah. did. That's nice. He provides I, for me. I am going to tell you, I'm not awake. Yeah. It's earlier than usual. It is. Yeah. How are you though, Casey Lyons? I'm uh, hyphen Gorman. I'm good. I'm good. I haven't had that much coffee, so I'm a little uh, uh, out of it. Yeah. Also, I'm wearing shorts. Yes, you are. So, all right. Beware. Mm-hmm. Well, good enough. All right. Well, I'm going to turn our attention to our special guest today, Matt Bain, uh, local artist, uh, lead singer, and guitar and banjo player for the Schaumburg Fair. Heidi Ho. How are you? I'm doing excellent. It's really nice to see you. It's nice to be seen. It's good being out. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Uh, well, uh, I'm glad you joined us today. It's a uh, misty, rainy, fall is in the air day here in yeah. 2013. So I thought I'd uh, crack out the old uh, tachyon amplifier Ooh. from Land of the Lost and key up some time from the past and That's see if awesome. we end up somewhere nicer. Sweet. What do you guys think about that? I'm into that. Yeah? Is it from the original show? Yeah, from or the show. Not from that from piece of shit movie. Fer- Did yeah. anyone see that? I saw that. How was it? It awesome. was a piece of shit. Really? That's why I prefaced it with piece well, of oh, shit that's movie. Oh, that's why you <laughs> called that a piece of shit. Oh, I did see that, too. It was yeah. awful. It was not good. What a bummer. Anyway, can't get in it, but get ready. And here we are. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, sorry, it's not nicer here. It's February of mm. 1988. It's a bit chilly. Uh, I'm into it. Being February, <clears throat> we could have seen She's Having a Baby. Oh. The Unbearable Lightness movie. of Being. Uh, uh, we could have I've seen... I've never seen uh, that movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you read the book? I did, yeah. I, I love that book. We could have seen Action Jackson if we were really smart. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Or Bloodsport. Oh, oh, man. Geez. Yeah. Or even the uh, a little misguided but overall quite good and moody Frantic. Oh, I've never yeah. seen that. You haven't seen Frantic? No, yeah, me either, I don't think. It's got great scenes oh. in it. It yeah. doesn't hang together quite right, but, you know, what are you going to do? But don't worry, next month, <laughs> Moving with Richard Pryor is coming yeah. out. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, we didn't see any of those. We watched Mercenary Fighters yes. yeah. with Peter Fonda and Reb Brown. Reb. Oh, Reb. Yeah, I had not seen this movie before, and I didn't realize that I knew who Reb Brown was. Until I watched I a bit of it, and I was like, he does look really familiar. So I did some reading, and he's the he was the original Captain America. Oh, yes. For the oh. NBC movies. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and a bunch of other really trash. He plays a screaming <laughs> warmonger a lot. Not monger, but 
Uh, he's in fatigues, yelling with a machine gun. Often. In a lot of movies. He used to be a professional boxer, according to... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I was doing some research, and I was like, I need to see this one. Your the hunter. Yeah, the I future. well, that's I have seen your and uh, I don't remember when I was a kid. Oh, I was I like, thought you were calling Greg the hunter of the future. <laughs> you're the hunter of the future. <laughs> that would not be a oh, bad Jesus. handle to have. You know, yeah. <laughs> no, that's all right. I'd like you all to not call today. Me from now on, but the future. Um, I yeah, I don't remember if yours good when I was uh, I don't know eight or ten or something like that. I, I thought wa- I watched pretty the all right, right before I came over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a feeling it's not good. Yeah, <laughs> I think you might be right. I watched a uh, super mix on YouTube of Reb Brown screaming in movies. That's a thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When you uh, Google know his, he has fans. When you Google yeah. his name, the like, uh, if you just write Reb Brown in the uh, added things that Google, screaming? yeah, is uh, <laughs> Reb Brown screams, and uh, there are a variety. <laughs> Uh, videos on YouTube of Red Brown screaming at various things. Does he have like, huh. some range in his screaming? Or yeah, there's a like little bit pretty- different. Like the one we got in this movie, sorry for the spoilers, but it is a little bit different than the one you normally get. Okay. Yeah. That's the only thing he changes about his character <laughs> yeah. movie to I'm movie. Gonna scream this time. Yeah. This guy's going to barely understand what's going on yeah. and scream like this. I, uh, the, and the big Red Brown scream from this movie I had seen in a, a GIF or like a YouTube okay. quickie before. I was like, oh, yeah, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right. So Mercenary Fighters is a canon film. It is. Yeah. Golan Globus Presents. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. you know you're getting into something awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or hopefully awesome. Yep. Was this released in the theaters? Uh, no, it wasn't. Okay, good. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows why? <laughs> Um, so I actually did some reading and found out a little bit of information about the production of this film. Yeah. Um, so basically in the eighties, Canon shot a lot of films in South Africa, uh, around the apartheid era. So it was kind of frowned upon to be making movies there. They were kind yeah. of like, what are you doing? And apparently Canon like repeatedly denied that they had like a production facility over there in Johannesburg. But they were still like bringing people like Peter Fonda over to make these movies that with like dubious uh Didn't they hear <laughs> that Live Aid song or whatever? Yeah. So yeah. I mean they apparently they Ooh. weren't the only company doing it according to the thing that I read, but um I, I they're they're saying that there was an LA Times article where they kind of called out Canon for do, for doing this. And, uh, apparently there was an article about specifically Red Scorpion with uh, Dolph mm. Lundgren, which was shot over there. But I just think it's really interesting. Like Apparently not a lot of people would go over there and shoot it with Canon. Like, Canon would offer people roles and stuff. And they were kind of like, <laughs> I don't think I want to go over there and <laughs> make this stupid movie. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm fairly certain like during the time, like it was officially boycotted by most of the Western world. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know how they got around that. Well, yeah. I guess they got good tax breaks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got a problem. Golden Globus can fix it if it's in Africa. Yeah. We'll <laughs> take it there. Um, but yeah, so this is like a, how would you explain <sighs> Mercenary Warriors? Well, it's not the movie I thought I was going to watch. Me either. I thought, based on the cover, and have never heard of this movie or seen a trailer, based on the cover, it looked like a, like the A-Team or something. Like Peter Fonda is going to be oh. some kind of winking captain of a mercenary team a fun <laughs> i'm very sure that that's what they set out to make because yeah. you know they assemble the team and, yeah. and and peter fonda is this kind of like I, I mean right off the bat he's 
a horrible person. <laughs> uh, but he does seem to have that kind of like, hey, everybody, I'm an alpha male and I'm assembling a team and I'm yeah. smirking like this. Yeah, so I got a knee brace and maybe yeah. a fake foot. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you don't know. That's a weird boot. Um, so yeah, like I feel like that's what they intended, but it was like people with really upsetting sensibilities <laughs> making the A team. That's what I think this was. <laughs> that's the maybe the that's bummer where that South Africa yeah. comes yeah. in. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're gonna do it here, and this is our idea of fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the film takes place in a fictional uh, country in Africa, and. Uh, Peter Fonda's because character. they're all the same. Right. It doesn't One is as good as the next. Yeah. You're not allowed to make movies in Africa. No, no, no. It's fake Africa. Yeah. <laughs> You're filming it in Africa. We yeah. call it Fafrica. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Um, so, Peter Fonda has to, assembles a team of mercenaries because uh, they they want to build a bridge in this uh, fictional. A dam, yeah. They a want dam. to build a dam, yeah. Right. I got really foggy on what was happening a couple of times. Um, oh, the press conference at the beginning didn't uh, yeah. didn't grab your attention <laughs> right first, off. That's my first note. Press address intro because <laughs> there was something super funny about all the people that were asking questions. Like I, I, lo- I love the fact that they were clamoring over each other to ask the same question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Mr. President, Mr. President, what are you going to do about this dam? No, no, no. Answer my question. What are you going to do about the dam? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, but also, what about the dam, though? Each one of those actors who is playing one of the uh, one of the reporters is like, "This is my shot in this movie. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to be like." What do you think about this damn? <laughs> that, that's one of my favorite things about this movie is there are so many bizarre line reads in oh, it. Oh, yeah, really weird. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things. Uh-huh. So, yeah, they're having, they want to build a dam, but the, the, the locals are like, you can't make us leave. So yeah. they're like, let's, we can't get involved in this. We can't have the military go in there and rough up locals. Yeah. Let's just hire other people to yeah, do it. Yeah, <laughs> forcibly displace the, these yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah, and so also, the, the military will back them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and they're, they're and like, we military. can't send in the military. We have to send in the military and some white guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, But the military goes with them everywhere on these little... Yeah, they're so, there the entire time. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not exactly sure why they would need... Six Americans? No. Yeah. Like, they're just superfluous. Yeah, yeah. And all they do is come in and fuck everything up. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so... There was a... Okay, when did... This was my other note from the from the beginning of the movie, and I want to know when when did this exactly happen, because I think it was right after the press address. But there was a shot of these guys in, in a Jeep, and they're... Oh, that, they're, that's in fake Latin America. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's in fake Nicaragua. Because yeah. they're driving around and they like... I hear drive, it's nice this time. They're, they're driving around you see all this stuff going on and they... Fake 1988. They drive by somebody getting executed. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and it's like really, really serious and yeah. it's one of the mm-hmm. first points where in this movie I was kind of like, this is not just going to be like fun times canon going to this action yeah. movie. But they're but, still kind of joking around. This is my, that was my note because they look at each other like an 80s buddy cop comedy. <laughs> yeah, like, like, <laughs> they see somebody get shot and they're like, whoa. <laughs> they totally do. They shrug and they're like, this country. <laughs> I know. I was like, this. And and, I guess that's like indicative of the entire movie because it's well, like very serious. Parts to it, yeah. Which are, very yeah, there's serious, some, like really heavy political shit that goes down, and but they no w- one's taking it seriously. No, no they wink no. at you about the most horrible things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> prostitutes, right? <laughs> oh my god. Um, um, uh, oh, oh, and and in that scene in Nicaragua, um, 
there's uh, uh, you know kind of chaos in the streets, and this little tiny child wanders into the street. Oh yes. God! This and then like her, her mother goes, and like th- they barely just I, don't get clipped by yeah. this fucking jeep. <laughs> it's yeah. like barreling towards them. It's some pretty crazy. It was CGI, work. wasn't it? No. Oh, <laughs> it must. Have, it was a CGI no, child. Yeah, because mother. they they're driving in the uh, and the and they drive into a tank and flip this jeep or whatever. And yeah, yeah she pulls the kid out of the way like right at the like, last second. Right at the last second but before. Then, <laughs> A right. woman and child get mowed down yeah. by a jeep. And then right after that happens, they, like, crawl out, and Peter Fonda's standing there. Yeah. yeah. He's like, hey, want to make some better money than this or whatever? It was <laughs> it was a ridiculous cut. Like, they yeah. just flip this car, and I'm like, they're dead. And they crawl out, and they're not dead. And then he's like, hello. Yeah, he's standing <laughs> Which there. Which is probably they... some foreshadowing for later on in the ah. film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was I did a pretty some sweet, of the subtleties of this. It thing. was a pretty sweet explosion jeep jump, though. It was. Yeah, it was, it was great. And that's where I was kind of like, because when the kid almost got run over, I was like, oh, man, what movie am I about to watch? I was yeah. like, yeah, yay. This yeah. Looks, <laughs> all right. <laughs> there was a couple great shots. Like I, I feel like it, it's still in Nicaragua where... Uh, they're being chased by like helicopters. They're like, yeah, that's, oh. that's, yeah, that's, 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 sequence, that's yeah. how they and like the, the fucking can. like they they've got like this great like wide shot of a road with like all these trees sort of on either side, and then this fucking like helicopter just descends in the middle yeah. of the road. Mm. That was a fucking cool shot. Pretty good. Yeah, there were a couple of things in this to enjoy. Yeah, yeah. action. Well, there's a standpoint. lot of stunts, a lot of yeah. crazy shit. A lot of those stunts were like like that one with the kid getting pulled out just at the last second, where you're like, this. I don't know how safe this was. Yeah, this is yeah, yeah. irresponsible it's filmmaking. Like that, there's a document. <clears throat> about uh, there's a documentary called Machete Maidens Unleashed about that kind of like exploitation filmmaking where it's just like we went to this country we don't have to fucking deal with rules we'll fucking flip a car in front of some kid yeah. you know and it's just like it's crazy just reckless filmmaking yeah but there's a lot of that like insane stunt work in this movie where you're like and lots of crazy explosions where you're like damn <laughs> um what comes next then is the assembling of the mercenary team oh, hold on sorry my i, I don't want to skip over i don't want to skip over a lot my favorite line reading in the in, in the movie <laughs> where uh, uh peter fond is there they start the camera on his shoes yeah, like yeah. The, the guys like flip over in their jeep and they're trying to get out and they look they look and see like shoes and then they slowly look up to see peter von and he's like they were like oh you scared me i was like well start on his face yeah <laughs> don't start out looking at his shoes going i don't trust these shoes yeah but then uh, but he's like peter peter von is like hey you want to make boku bucks yeah uh, <laughs> going over to fucking africa and fucking some shit up and the one guy i guess he's french or something i couldn't discern his accent but his line reading is i hope it's for government this time <laughs> I like, don't know what that accent is, but it was <clears throat> great. Uh, yeah, all, all of these guys who get assembled yeah. are like, "This isn't a war. We're doing. We're, we're at least we're on the right side of the law this time." They yeah. keep making a point of saying uh, we're on think, the right side. Yeah, yeah. The right They're side freedom of the law. fighters. Right, right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then so, we we go to a uh, pilot. This is I have this a note about this. My one note of this entire movie. Yeah, uh, and. He's uh, he's flying and gets a message on you know yeah, like, yeah, hey you, you know, got this job or whatever yeah. and he's so happy about it he starts <laughs> there's, doing there's like loops. thirty seconds of him doing loop de loops and going <laughs> and ah! my my specific note to that was that he was doing sweet loop de loops going ooh and ah over awesome flute jams yeah because <laughs> the music is like. <laughs> Which is like another good point about this film. Like the music is so so uneven. (laughs) There's no theme to the score at all. No, no, and it changes just for whatever scene. Like the big climax music was really radically different. I'm like, wow, what is happening now? 
But yeah, that that loop de loop and woo. Yeah. Ah, like what movie am I watching now, and why is this going on for so long? It's a it's a lot of it's it's. You I mean you could get these guys together in one or two three scenes, but they really stretch it out. No, no, you stretch this out. This is the assembling the team. Yeah. you know we've seen Armageddon. Yeah, you got to spend some time on this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but most of the time is spent on him with his little loop-de-loops and well, then yeah, going to his and friend's And no one apartment. else gets any kind of time. Yeah. We, we spend him, like, having fun in the sky, and then uh, yeah, I mean, everyone Red else is like, eh, yeah, we'll just yeah. meet him when we get there. Yeah, Red Brown's just kind of like, here I am in your apartment, you want to come over or whatever. Is he in his apartment? Or and who's that lady? That's that lady is Reb Brown. Well, I get, I assume just some girl he was fucking. I know, but it feels like I don't know they're in a relationship. Uh, well, but she seems really upset when uh, when uh, what's his name the uh, J T Loopy Loops. Oh, oh uh, uh, Cliff Taylor, played by Ron O'Neill. All right, so yeah, so when he shows up, she answers the door and she's like, "Oh, this fucking idiot again." Um, and Maybe then they have a history. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I was very unclear. I would have liked to have known what their relationship was. Yeah, it was a bit odd. I was well, I'll, I'll, uh, I watched this movie late at night and I was watching it. Uh, and it has Ron O'Neill in it, and I was happened to be wearing my Superfly T-shirt nice. while I was watching it. I'm like, "Hey, you're on my shirt, yeah. and you're in this movie." Yeah. Hey. Um. And your mind was blown. <laughs> yeah, totally blown. Uh, now, how can you be on my shirt and in a movie at the same time? <laughs> Am I in this movie? Yeah. Um. So this is where we meet Reb Brown, and I feel like there's a. I, I could never hear clearly enough. And there seems to be some kind of confusion between IMDb, Wikipedia, and the credits, and what people are saying. Is his name TJ or DJ? TJ, I think. I think it's TJ. Yeah? I heard D a few times. On IMDb, it is DJ. Maybe oh. it's... And I was yeah. trying to figure it out because I felt like they were really making an effort to tell you his name in the yeah. first 20 minutes of this movie. It's probably one of those confused ADR things where like I it guess, was yeah. one, and then it was another, and now it's on IMDb as DJ. DJ yeah. Christian. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's. I guess he's just finished. Is he in? Is he in Ron O'Neill's house? Is, did he bang a girl in his bed? No. <laughs> no. Ron O'Neill. Ron O'Neill went to went to his house. His house. To, to okay. Christian's house. Right, yeah. Because right. he's like, I got this job. Peter Fonda gave me this job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, but I said I wouldn't do it without my valet or whatever he calls him. <laughs> uh, which I think he calls him his valet. And I'm like, I don't know why. But he's like, no, I don't want to do it. No, I don't. Okay. Yeah. And then he does. So it. now the team is assembled. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, then there's a couple of shots, a couple more shots of the rest of the team. Like, there's. Oh no, they come in at the briefing. The well, two. No, no, guys. no, no, no. For, then we cut to uh, Ron O'Neill and Reb Brown on a bus yes. in Africa. <laughs> That's oh right, right, yeah, right. right. Yeah. And Ron O'Neill's a little bummed out because he's like trying to give kids apples and no go. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I came here to do two things. <laughs> Fight like a mercenary and give children apples. And I'm all out of apples. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then now we get a pretty sweet stunt here. Because a bus yeah. is flying down this road. <laughs> and a plane, a little two-person plane, flies in and lands on the bus. Yeah. That was a pretty good stunt. While yeah. moving. And then a guy climbs out of the plane, down the side of the bus, and into the window. And I I'm, don't know how realistic this scene is. It was good. At least the guy climbed off the roof of the. Uh, the I don't know. I feel like how they, did he know they were on that bus? Well, first of okay. all, and if how did he know? How did he know what window to climb in? <laughs> he climbs in literally right onto their lap. Man, he's cares? a mercenary yeah. fighter, Casey. Yeah. He's a professional. He You're landed, right, man. Yeah. He landed on a fucking bus. I don't care about why. <laughs> yeah, I care about why. Mm. Why didn't 
the airplane just take him to where they were going? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why did he have to get out of the faster airplane and onto yeah. a shitty bus where kids don't even want apples? Yeah. But apparently this is a thing that happened quite a bit in 1988. Because didn't Tom Cruise pull a similar move there in cocktail? Oh, yeah, the bus thing, yeah, in beginning yeah. a cocktail. Yeah, they right. They to, like, yeah. want to really get around on yeah, the bus. Bu- buses will not yeah. fucking wait around for you in 1988. No. <laughs> you get on that bus however you can. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a pretty cool move. Yeah, I liked yeah. it. I was like, okay, I'm uncomfortable morally with this movie so far. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, this movie has not lost Sweet yet. bus stunt. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I'll keep going. So they get... So like what, then, then so, we get to the briefing okay. with uh, this and the guy, the the evil, mm, the colonel, the colonel. Yeah, uh, he's uh, he's the captain from uh, the police captain from RoboCop. Yeah. Yes. So I was it was a bummer to see him being this asshole. I'm like, I liked you in RoboCop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just an actor, Greg. He's not, yeah. he's no, he's not. Actor. He's not. Um. And he's doing an all right job. Some of the acting is okay. I like the okay the press conference at the beginning. The guy who's giving the press conference who's never in the movie again. Yeah, that guy was pretty good. He's pretty good. And Who, the president. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. liked that. And I was like, okay, maybe this movie isn't going to be as action fun as I thought, but maybe it's going to be a little more like a fun political <clears throat> kind of. Yeah, yeah. With some good perform. Nope. <laughs> that guy's quite good, and that's about it. <laughs> um, so they get the, the the briefing about how they're fighting for freedom. Yeah. And they We're don't gonna, care anyway. Yeah. They're just like money. Oh, and Robert Mitchum's son and yeah, yeah. that's when they show up. And yeah. they show up wearing like um like Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you go like, okay, so these are going to be the wacky guys. Right. They're not wacky. Not wacky at all. They're, no, yeah. they're really nasty dudes. Yeah, they're like <laughs> creepy dicks. Yeah. And maybe that's why they're wearing like the you know crazy clothes. And I think the one guy's got a cowboy hat yeah. with yeah. Like crocodile teeth. Yeah. Ring <laughs> right. band. Yeah. It's like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> But I think this is where, like, my one note comes up is where Peter Fonda, whose character is Varelli, yeah. I think, yeah, right. who's supposed to be, like, this hard ass. He's wearing the special forces fatigues and everything right. like that. He's like, gentlemen, you've got your orders. Let's boogie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's not something really a hard ass would say. Yeah. yeah. No, no hard ass to say boogie. Boogie. <laughs> gentlemen, let's boogie. I was yeah. like, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You lost me, mercenary lost fighters. <clears throat> um, yeah. yeah, and so they basically what? Like they're kind of like, okay, do they, are they? They're not explicitly told like we're trying to build this thing. We want you to go around and rough people up. Are they? Like at that yeah, briefing, what are, are they told? I can't remember. Like I, I think they're just told that uh, we're there are radicals these... out there. Yes. And so they gotta oh yeah it's eliminate the radicals. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're so, dangerous. So they start violent. hiking around, and they start. What what happens? They get to well, these they, towns because I remember they take I think the, they, they take the chopper. Over. Yeah, they yeah. take the chopper, and and they're oh, flying right. over a village, and uh, and Peter Fonda's like, "What is that a village down there?" And and the guy's like, "Yeah, that like everyone in these villages are fucking rebels that we need to kill." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was like, "Oh, why don't you just flood them out?" I'm like, you're supposed to be the good guy. Like, like yeah, this everybody is... wants to kill everybody all the time in this yeah. movie. Yeah, this is where the movie like takes a. I, I was really a uh, bummer, oh, man. I'm like, did we pick a? We picked the wrong movie because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just chasing these guys 
and firing at them from the helicopter. And I yeah. was just like, stop shooting at them. Yeah. Like, I felt like I was watching a movie from the villain's perspective. Yeah. It was like watching Rambo inside out, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, like, that's stop ex- shooting at them! That's exactly <laughs> what it is. One guy goes like, oh, are those the bad guys? And the guy goes, yeah. And I'm like, how do you even know who those two guys oh, are? I know. It's yeah. just terrible. And it's a, quite a long scene of them chasing these guys. And they but I think the Peter Fonda gets to use his rocket launcher. Oh, yeah, he, he does. Totally Which does. is kind of awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it is pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and he uses it on this like the little hut, and it blows up, and this guy's running around on fire. That's there's a right. lot of people there's on fire in this There's a lot of people on fire. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's not like a fun, no. No. I'm on fire kind of thing. It's a horrible. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, I think they killed a couple of people <laughs> making this movie. Yeah. 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 That's why they go over there. Yeah, uh, it, it's yeah, it's at this point. Yeah, like Greg said, it's you're. I was very much like, oh, this is not like fun times canon. No, this is pretty serious. But then I was kind of like, all right, maybe they're gonna pull off this like serious kind of like, like because because I think. It, the the whole the whole movie hinges upon TJ realizes that he's working for the wrong people because they're all murderous and they're yeah. just this don't takes care. a long time for they'll him to slaughter out. all these all these innocent people just because for the money and who cares I would about say the government actually not really no I think what happens is he that's what they go to the village and then there's the white nurse yeah yeah and so he kind of has a thing for the white nurse yeah. then threatens to blow somebody's balls off yeah, yeah. because she's getting beat up. And then there's a bit of like a Mexican standoff because of it. And it's like, haha, it's cool. We're not going to beat her up anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and he no. never really says, oh, I'm going to lead these people. It's mostly just about the chick. It yeah. is. It, it's yeah. entirely it's about her. It's not about the, yeah, it's like so weird and uneven. Yeah. And just to skip ahead, I remember I was like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm okay watching this something from a villain's perspective. And then they meet the rebel chief who is actually from... The Ghost in the Darkness, I think. Oh, oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he plays yeah. like the Lion Killer. Yeah. In that, and he's just uh, so spectacular to look at. Yeah. I uh, thought he I mean, was. He's got such presence. I thought Absolutely. he was one of the better actors in the yeah, movie definitely. too. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. <clears throat> and so he goes and meets him, and uh, he still doesn't really give a shit. No, he just doesn't get it at all. <laughs> yeah. Rob no, Brown that, looks like he's. Vaguely understanding a movie he's watching. Absolutely, yeah. that's my favorite thing about this because like there are a, a couple of different scenes where people are explaining things to him, <laughs> and he sits there with this fucking glazed over look. Just yeah. but he's vacant. kind huh? of smiling. He's kind of yeah. smiling, and he's like, uh huh. No, and this guy's like, I just don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to understand, yeah. but I don't. Yeah. Even when oh, you know, we'll get there. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I felt like it was. It, I thought like I I agree, but I also felt like it was interesting that they didn't play up the the relationship between him and the woman as like hyper romantic. No, he well, just no. wants to bang her. He's like, does... I'm going to Africa to bang but, the white girl. But it felt more like she was being like super mistreated by all these people, and then he was kind of like standing up for her. But they never really treat it like I'm gonna like make out with you or I want to bang you. Yeah, like yeah. at no point in the movie. I mean, not to skip ahead either, but I mean, at the end of the movie, they just kind of have like a hug and he. He like sends then they no no they kiss they kiss there is a scene where where it's implied I think that they oh wait no they don't fuck he just kisses her and then she's got to go to some village or something okay I didn't realize I yeah that does happen like kind of mid movie yeah yeah I know it's where they do a lot of awkward kissing okay there's no chemistry yeah (laughs) Um, Uh, but yeah that's right after she tells the story of her aunt yeah yeah and does that crazy movie that is fucking awful like oh Jesus. It's, because like 
she gets introduced to what's his name DJ TJ DJ yeah, yeah. yeah. we'll call e- him either DJ. one's accessible yeah he's naked because they wash in the river yeah oh yeah because just, yeah. Fonda just before they gets them all, the all prostitutes <laughs> oh, but they round up a bunch of prostitutes to that was deal with I think before those were they go real prostitutes sl- those. oh no question they were authentic. <laughs> They, yeah. yeah, so in, in the movie, they basically... They weren't just working. No. <laughs> they weren't working. Like, for the listener, they round up a bunch of prostitutes for these military dudes, and yeah. the prostitutes are like, "Not you guys stink, not until you wash in the river. So they all go and have this, like, bro-on-bro... Yeah, they like, go frolic yeah, in the river scene. together. And, I, they, I and it looks like they're them, really having fun. Yeah. I expected them, to have time. Come, I have expected them to come out and go, uh, we don't need the prostitutes anymore. <laughs> yeah. We had fun in the river. We're done. They're, like, splashing each other and stuff. But there's nothing... Thing I like better in the middle of an action movie than watching eight men take a bath together before they fuck some whores. <laughs> yeah, mm. the A team could have used more of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So then I everybody goes last. off with prostitutes, and TJ is drying himself off. Yeah, um, and so I, he's totally naked, and that's where he sees the nurse again. Yeah, and then and makes no effort to cover up. Makes no, no. effort no, to no, cover no. up. He and sees her coming, and, and he's invites, like, "Oh, she needs to see my cock right now." <laughs> yeah, and uh, so then he's and he makes some quote about. Well, now that you've seen mine, yeah, yeah. let's take your clothes off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> it's the first thing he says to her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Strip. Yeah. Look, like here's, my, movie, here's my junk. This movie <laughs> really. Needed... I made you look at my dick. Now I'm just showing your tits. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's a contract. Yeah. That's a social contract, right? That's, yeah. That's you, the way these we're things in fake work. Africa, lady. <laughs> <laughs> you see my dick. Yeah. I don't know how things happen in real Africa, <laughs> but in fake Africa, you get your titties out now. <laughs> Yeah. Just before just before that happens, when they're when they're uh, they're still frolicking, because Red Brown and Ron O'Neill are still fro- frolicking together. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, and Red Brown says to to Ron O'Neill like, "Hey, how come you're not going to fucking whore?" And he's like, "No, I'm like a boxer. I never I never yeah. fuck whores before the big fight or whatever." Yeah, he does. And think. then he's like, "Anyway, I'm gonna go fuck that whore." <laughs> well, she does a really creepy ass cheek. Spready thing at him. Which oh, I, I found was that like, erotic. <laughs> <laughs> well, she means, and she she's yeah. like an unconventional beauty, you know, at best. <laughs> uh-uh. It worked for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, uh, yeah like for this movie to work the way that it purports it to, to want to work, you need a, a a central hero like TJ to actually not be and a sleaze bag yeah. like when yeah, he is yeah, a sleaze yeah. bag or like he, the, like when he's not understanding what's going on like you really need you you need <laughs> a central guy who's like okay this is fucked up yeah you know like there's moments where i'm like okay no he doesn't want to fuck her he's just trying to stand up for her right. and then there's other moments where I'm like like you guys are talking about right now where you're like he just said i you know we got to fucking show each other our <laughs> shit you know it's so confused doctor, yeah. like the the main character needs to be this like straight like, there, need, there needs to be some moral compass yeah, with, he needs within to be like, the movie. I'm realizing that everything around me is fucked up, so I'm going to write it. And the movie does not allow that to no, happen. No, I don't think it's not. I don't think it's it's the movie that doesn't allow that to happen. I think it's his acting yeah, yeah, because there are there's the time. No, where but the he's, script like like in that scene where he basically the first thing he says to her is very sexualized. The script does not allow that to happen. I think like uh, that's very like the first thing he says when they he shows up. He's like, I got my dick out. Where's your tits? <laughs> like. <laughs> Like that's not his. Like I don't think he confused that with his acting. Like I guess no, I'll no, say this. No, but when not he that goes specifically, but like where where it's time for him to stand up and be a man, and, and when he's hearing like the uh, the rebel leader guy's whole story yeah. about how we respect you as fighters, but please stop shooting us mm-hmm. and burning our children. 
Um, he's <laughs> staring. Children on fire. Uh, yeah. he's, he's staring and Such listening to this with the blankest look on his yeah. face and with that half smile. He's like, "You're you're raping and murdering our our culture." And he's like, "Uh huh." Yeah. <laughs> then what? <laughs> yeah, I tell me I another com- story. I completely agree like, that he when, could have some semblance yeah. of like, okay, well now I understand the yeah. plight of your people and yeah. I want to. There needs I, to be the the yeah. you know the the I, internal process of like. Oh, yeah, man. I thought it was like that scene there was kind of like how uh, De Niro and um, Pacino in Heat where they mm-hmm. meet it's like okay you know you're a bad guy I'm the good guy and we both got a job to do I saw it kind of like that yeah right it's like you know I respect you as, a, yeah. as yeah. an yeah. opponent right yeah. exactly yeah. and and Red Brown was having none of it he was yeah. just standing there barely well, comprehending yeah. anything he didn't understand what yeah. was going on when no. the script no. does call for him to have those moments he cannot do it no, no. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're absolutely no right process. and I feel like I feel like that lends to the moral ambiguity of the yeah. whole thing because, do you think like, that the, the script had that in it? It's like, okay, this guy's supposed to have I this think character. There were moments. I think there are moments. It's implied generally, and the script doesn't always write what you're supposed to think. Yeah. An actor is supposed to know. So, but right. yeah. I feel like he has just no idea. Oh, like, no. Hey, Reb, you know, you're supposed to be reacting what, you know, you're supposed to be acting this yeah. scene. Hey, there's no dialogue here, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think. All right? I like yeah. when I'm supposed to say well, something maybe, to this guy. Maybe I, it was a character choice. Maybe. Like, uh, maybe he's like, uh, do you think Reb cho- chose anything? I think he just showed no. up and was like, I, don't know. I think yeah. he just shuts down when he's not talking. You know? But I think like this little bit that we're talking about now is like a key part of the film. So where oh, yeah. you yeah. know it's like the wiener titter part. <laughs> to, it's like it's you know really off color, but it's supposed to be playful. Yeah, I think. And then so they go to uh, the nurse's village. And it's like oh this is your house. It seems really nice. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> and it's still playful. And then she tells the most horrible fucking story awful about her aunt being eviscerated yeah yeah well first however she was uh, captured and then raped and then raped with a bayonet yeah and then mutilated and i'm like stop (laughs) stop (laughs) it's just the most horrible thing that you can think of horrifying and it just switches on a dime from like this playful it's like okay there's gonna have this romance and like yeah nothing ends a mood it's like a story like that yeah it switches exactly on a dime because she's like, she's like, he's like, oh, is this a picture of your mother? And he's like, she's like, oh, no, that's a picture of my aunt. Uh, my aunt, uh, it was taken here in the village and everything. I don't want to talk about my aunt. Yeah. <laughs> like she immediately, well, and then starts crying. Yeah. And then, and then immediately talking about her aunt and telling the story. Yeah. But her crying was oh really kind of funny. It was hilarious. <laughs> I felt awful. Well, this is uh, like, yeah. yeah. This is like the central well, issue. She's with not the a movie. real person, Casey. You can laugh at bad acting. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh right. <laughs> it was yeah. Uh, yeah. very good. And then he does. She does tell this terrible, terrible, disgusting story. I and he's really like, surprised. I'm yeah. going in for a kiss. Yeah. I'm going in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's totally like, the time is now. She just talked about how her aunt got raped, and she's sobbing. There's nothing. Mm, yeah, romance. I nothing turns this guy out. on more than a crying, vulnerable woman. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, yeah. Aunt has been raped. And, and, and that's like, that's what I think. Like, I think the those scenes Jesus. that we just talked about are really indicative about like what's wrong with this movie. I feel like the the movie started as. As like we're gonna make this movie, it's gonna have like a political core. It's not just gonna be a canon film with explosions and stuff. But then mm. somewhere along the line, through the casting and through like maybe Golan Globus had a hand in like trying to force the picture into a more like no, this needs to sell 
this needs to rent. This needs to be a movie that people will be like, I like Rambo and I like movies like this. I'm just going to yeah. rent this movie and have fun. Right. And I feel like that's where maybe it got like confused. Yeah. I just feel like somebody was along the line was like, no, no, no. You need to have like a fun frolic scene and you need to have like a romance. And then like maybe the scriptwriter or the director was like, I'm trying to make like a passion, like political statement project. Right. And I feel like the two things clash and that's why you get like these weird scenes where there it's horrifying this, yeah. horrifying story and then like oh we're gonna be Roman like it's very confused yeah yeah, yeah I, I felt like that too like there were scenes that were just sort of stuck in there like there'd be just like a random scene where shit started blowing up and everyone yeah. was shooting at each other and I'm like well wait what, what happened? Where was are we? This, yeah. Was this supposed to have yeah. happened? Yeah. Did they talk about this? Yeah, and then really maybe weird a- sound cues and stuff too. Like it's all dark and fucked up or actiony. And then there's a scene where they're like, "You like that nurse lady?" There's like that kind of music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and it's like the same thing with like where the film goes. You know, basically the story in the final chunk of the film is that TJ has to kind of like be their hero for all for all of these uh, that, which also like really bothered me yeah, yeah. So go back to the sequence of the film so they tj gets the talking to by the rebel leader yeah doesn't understand what the fuck's no. going on no. heads back yeah and then they go out to for their raid but are ambushed ambushed and yeah. now that scene is actually shot really well yeah particularly when all of the rebels are revealed it's just yes, this cool shot really of this cool. hillside and like you know shrubs and rocks and, and stuff then, like that. And then all at once, yeah. boom! All these people come out with rifles from and behind them. And you just them. see a bunch of like gunshots. And yeah, yeah and, they're and, like a bunch oh, of like man, fake I was African like, ninjas. Just that, boom! Yeah, right? <laughs> the, I was like, that was a great shot. Yeah. In fake Africa, they have ninjas. That's, that's, yeah. that's one of the things. Uh, yeah. And this whole battle sequence is really well filmed. This is where I'm so could feel like, what movie is this now? Yeah. yeah. And uh, but this is also where you get us the the Reb Brown scream. Yes, yeah. he he jumps up on a car. Or he jumps something. up on top of an overturned jeep. Yes, picks up a gigantic uh, uh, machine gun. Yeah, an M sixty. Yeah, an M sixty with the uh, the bullet belt coming out of it. And while he's doing a just a turning spray fire yeah. and goes. <laughs> well, I feel like like I was wondering a- another if- car explodes behind him. <laughs> yeah. It's just it is. Fucking glorious! Yeah, well, there that clip is isolated on YouTube. And yeah, the yeah, title yeah. of it is just like this is the, the manliest, manliest thing, thing you'll ever see. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> I almost felt like like I was wondering if it was like bad editing because of how weird that fucking scream was. Like I thought that they cut it off in one shot and then tried to pick it up, <laughs> so it just ended up in him going, ah! Like, that's not how people scream. Uh, I don't yeah. know. I've never shot a bunch hey, of people with He's a screaming that. expert. Don't you... Uh, You're right. He's, yeah. he's done it more than me. Yeah, this was 1988. He'd been screaming for quite a while now. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he's doing. Yeah. Don't interrupt the pro. Chicka, <laughs> <laughs> chicka. So, um, he's trying for a So what happens thing. after the, the ambush, or how does the ambush resolve itself? Well, a bunch of the guys get killed of our mercenary team. Yep. The guy who climbed off of the airplane into the bus, he's dead. Reb Brown carries his body around. They get in a Jeep. The Jeep gets overturned. Reb Brown is under it and unconscious. Peter Fonda and Robert Mitchum's son and the other guy, the, the Hawaiian shirt buddies, they, they leave together. Yeah, they assume they that Reb, Reb Brown. Brown is dead. I think that's what they say. You know, they look at him and uh, Fonda says, he just takes a quick look. He's like, yeah, he's done for. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, before this, before this, I think there, there was already sort of some sort of tension between... Yeah. TJ, uh, Reb Brown, and, and, and the rest of them, like, I think... Because I he tried to say... It's because he tries... 
to uh, stop the them from beating up uh, the nurse, right? So he's yeah. like, I'm going to blow your 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 wiener off, right? If unless unless <laughs> you stop that, <laughs> you and apparently because then I got to show my. <laughs> no, no, gonna, yeah. It starts a whole thing. This is fake Africa. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to shoot. And you so there's there's tension from that. Apparently that's that was an unprofessional thing to do. You're yeah, just yeah. supposed to let them, yeah. them beat him up. Peter right. Fonda is not. Hannibal from the A team. He's not the wise no. old veteran. He is a dirty piece no. of shit. No, he doesn't give a <laughs> yeah. fuck. Yeah, no, yeah. and he goes and I, I I believe it's Peter Fonda that refers to the woman the entire film as oh, the gash. God. Yeah. yeah. So but also like really at, at the same fuck time, me, that came up a couple of times. I comics. don't. Please stop saying. Yeah. That. Jesus you know, Christ. I think Peter Fonda was really miscast in that role because I don't really believe him. I just think that yeah. he was really fucking high the yeah. entire time. Yeah. Like things like, we're going to boogie. And then <laughs> what do you want to... Uh, Buku bucks. The Buku yeah. bucks. It's like, you didn't even look at the script. It's like, just talk about... Yeah. You know, just totally. do crazy make-em-ups. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> boogie. Yeah. Yeah. But, but so, so after that battle, how do we get to the point where our uh, TJ... Is is basically well, he wakes the Messiah. Up. He wakes the up white Messiah. The the, uh, uh, the Jeep and the rebels are there, and they take him to the rebel leader that he had spoken yeah. with before, who's been injured, mortally have, injured. Yeah, 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 he is dying. Yeah, they're in I a cave. Everyone's surrounded. I loved this whole sequence because this is the the perfect example of Reb Brown not participating in yeah. this movie because <laughs> this, this guy, guy is dying is spilling everything to him and just telling him how you've got to do it now. And Reb Brown is looking at him like. I don't know. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah, explaining yeah. like the plot points. Yeah, yeah, and also like giving like a very emotional performance. Yeah, of the really good. And cut, I, cut also, Rub like, Brown with nothing going on but a, a mild grin. Just that little smile on his yeah. face, like, uh, what? And then when the guy dies, <laughs> dies right in front of him, Red Brown even kind of gestures around, kind of like. Oh fuck! That guy died, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that? Did you guys see that? I guy really died? feel like he's watching a movie. He's like, like he's yeah. watching some movie. He kind of, <laughs> yeah. or like an episode of Miami Vice. He doesn't know what's happening, and like, yeah. oh fuck, they killed. He him. also actually was in an episode of Miami Vice. Oh good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's kind of like, is that the end of the scene? And <laughs> yeah. So he's he been deemed. He's going to be their leader now, which yeah. I'm like, what in the fuck? Yeah, is going which makes on? zero sense. That oh, actually they, really what? bothered me. It's like, oh, oh it's, no, it's are we really? Is it really becoming like this kind of movie? Yeah. yeah. And why would you choose him? Why? Yeah. Yeah. And there, he says, I don't want to be your leader. I don't want to do it. Well, before he oh, says well, that, let's yeah. go. He literally goes, I don't want, I can't do this. Ah, I don't want to be your leader. Oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the great Spoken thing like is, a true leader. But before he says that, it, he, they, all of the, uh, the tribes people start singing. Together in yeah. unison is like like uh, whatever. Which is like just and but he goes, hey, hold well, on a second, and they all stop dead <laughs> immediately. <laughs> it's like they press stop on their Paul Simon CD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, it just and I just couldn't think of anything more racist. Yeah. Really, to do it's like I know we're black and poor, so obviously can't take care of ourselves. Right. Yeah. Why don't we pick? This really stupid guy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just pick this dumb white guy, that white guy. Nobody ever. knows anything about. No. Yeah. Well, you're the whitest guy around right now. I guess <laughs> yeah. that makes you the leader. And and I think that's another like weird clash of like like director or scriptwriter trying to like make this movie and then like canon being like, no, you need the Rambo. He yeah. has to come in and save these people. And yeah. that's totally what your vision is, director and scriptwriter. Like like save the like save them or whatever but but, but I mean, it's yeah. not it's it's offensive it's, yeah no it becomes really offensive because now we're into like the third movie yeah that this is trying to be yeah yeah which is 
you know, like it's uh, like Rambo three, like mm-hmm. Rambo three, like uh, the Last Samurai, yeah, like Ava- like all on and on and on. Yes. Like that's a, I like I couldn't believe that that was happening. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, anyhow, then we cut back to. Uh, hold, hold on, sorry. I, I think we passed by something that I kind of wanted to mention. Um, have we passed by the uh, puberty ceremony yet? Oh yes. Oh yeah. Uh, For the listener. This is What's, when this is when um, when the nurse is is trying to sh- is showing uh, uh, right, TJ like I keep the locals. Call him TJ Miller, uh, <laughs> uh, Brown, yeah, uh, like about and, and so they're doing she's taking this. her around. She's taking him around just to. This is the the scene where he kind of learns that like they're not rebels. These are peaceful people. Right, right. They have their ceremonies. I'm not sure have, if I would use the word learn. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> learn anything. <laughs> he witnesses. It washes. Yeah. It was, <laughs> she brings yeah. him to stand beside yeah. somebody's culture. It washes over him. Right. And yeah, but I just. <laughs> I remember that scene too and thinking, what an odd, you know, if you're going to pick a ceremony, yeah, why yeah. pick a puberty ceremony where you have to talk about like menstrual fluid yeah. and like, well, these the, older women drawing yeah. it. It's just, and that's well, they talk and she says yeah. now, now, as well. she says they used to do the ceremony with like mutilation of the genitals well, or something, well, right? Well, the, the, the tribe leader used to break their, their hymen. I feel gross saying this, we used to break their hymen with the ceremonial phallus. Yeah. <laughs> like, and Red Brown's like, gross. And I'm like, this whole thing broke really bad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then, and, and she's like, and it's, you know, it's really beautiful and look at these awesome people. And then she's like. Here, come with me. This is going to take like another five hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boring. It just seemed like so bizarre. Why pick yeah. that? The, there, I uh, feel like there was a, it, yeah. And then it's like, yeah, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like there was a weird like attempt for, uh, because the whole like crutch of the scene is like, here's this beautiful dance ceremony, but like it used to be like kind of crazy, but now it's I, like she, like she seems to want to tell him, yeah, it used to be crazy. It was almost like, you know, like the genital mutilation almost, but right. now it's just this like nice dance. I, I feel like that was what she was trying was to do the in the scene. Point, but the point still, was this weird, like, it still was kind of creepy because she goes, they, they used yeah. to break the hymen it, with the cer- ceremonial phallus. Now it's, now they just draw a little bit of blood. Yeah. And I'm like, that's still gross. It was weird. It was a weird, I did not get, I don't know. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of weird things. Yeah, this well, whole movie, um, you know. But this is how else are you going to learn about fake Africa? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is the best travelogue for, yeah. uh, for fake Africa. <laughs> yeah. So he's there. He's the white messiah now. Right. How does it? How do we wrap this then up? Then we get back to uh, Peter Fonda and the two guys, and he wants to know if we're still getting paid. Is yeah, yeah. But then he's like, "There's more to this because." He he's kind of figured out the uh, you know the man behind the curtain. Yeah, yeah. He wants more money. He'll do another job, and he's going to take the two guys who are left and uh, install the colonel as president. I think is what. The yeah, idea that's is. that's the whole, you know, something they've come up with at the end of the movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they have the nurse lady. They grab her for some. I don't know. Yeah, somebody just kidnaps her. Yeah. Uh, are are they trying to draw out Reb Brown? Like, are they trying no, to? No, they no, left so, him for so dead. They don't know that he's yeah, leading anyone. So why do they kidnap the nurse then? Because, because <laughs> oh, you know, right? Get the nurse. They they kidnap the nurse because they think that she's the one that tipped them off about the ambush. Oh, right. Yes. Oh, oh okay, look at right. my, uh, Matt Bayon paying attention. It took to me. The movie. Uh, <laughs> it took me four passes to get through this <laughs> film to get through this ninety minutes. It's like, oh my god. Yeah, 
Yeah. So anyways, yeah, so that he goes back and he's going to go help uh, get his like pilot buddy. Yeah. And get out of there. Yeah. Right. A fight ensues. Yeah. I think one of the the mercenaries gets killed in the, the well the two the brothers, the Hawaiian shirt guys. Yeah. They uh they're beating up uh, no, Ron O'Neill. And that's when uh, Red Brown shows up. And now, once... Okay, Red Brown has been talking just like a guy. Or a really bad actor. Yeah. In just a whatever voice. But now mm-hmm. that it's go time. That he's the leader of these people. He has a total... He's like Batman. Where he's like, I've got action man voice now. And now yeah. everything he says is... I'm here like this! Yeah! Yeah. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. that was the thing. <laughs> Fucking kill me. He talks like this for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Now. Uh, and so he shows up there and saves Ron O'Neill, and they kill the two brother guys. Um, and no, not- no. What happens is they go and fly out. Yeah. And uh, TJ's like, we gotta go get uh, yeah. the nurse. So yeah, we, we gotta hold the that with- nurse yet. And, and, <laughs> and so he's like, oh, like, uh, she was where we just were. <laughs> yeah. Well, we gotta turn this around. And there's a real cool shot of like the helicopter yeah. turning yeah. around, and they both agree. And Ron O'Neill's like. Yeah! He fucking makes it up his mind. It's like, yeah. I'm committed to this idea now. Yeah. All right. I better start talking like this, too! We're yeah. goats! Is and this what we're doing now? Okay, I'm in! And then there is a really cool fight scene. Yeah. Uh, and they crush the one Hawaiian shirt guy. He like a, a burning building falls on him. Yeah. He uses yeah. Pirelli's uh, rocket launcher right, right. gun. Um, oh yeah, because they give that to him. They're like, "Oh, you're gonna lead us, white yeah. man, and here's a rocket here's launcher a, here's to do a it." Sweet gun. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, no, so the what, the the other, the taller of the two Hawaiian shirt guys. I don't know if we really talked about him. He's uh, Robert Richem's son. Yeah. Yes. He, I mean, you can up. tell. Yeah, he looks a lot like him, but like just creepier. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he just looks But he's still like gross. a big man, like Robert Mitchum. So he, yeah, he was kind of weirding me out the whole movie. And uh, yeah, they shoot him in the head. So now they've well, the uh, the the tower falls in his brother, yeah. and he then turns around upset. to Red Brown and goes, "You killed my brother." Yeah, yeah. You guys are <laughs> traitors, eh? Yeah, <laughs> like he's literally like, "Oh my god!" Like I did not expect to see my first of all, my brother got crushed by a building. Yeah, and that upset me. And you're uh-huh. a traitor. Yeah, yeah. And they just shoot him in the head. Right. Yeah. Well, I think they're go- he's got his gun out. And they're going to have a, a standoff. Yeah, yeah. And then Red Brown shoots him right in the between. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not really I think there's a really the cool uh, knife throw, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I don't know who so, that is. Right in the though. neck. Yes. It's one of the yeah. mercenaries. Uh, Ron O'Neill does the knife throw. No, I mean I don't know who the guy that died was. Oh, like, just some, some, just some random. One of the some fella. guys. Right. Yeah. That's a stagehand. Anyways, it all works out, and then he gets the nurse, and then they fly off. I'm like, how is? How I, are you being well, the, the leader I, of this? What happened? <clears throat> the I, the, I don't know if I blinked or something, but what happened to Peter Fonda? Because he, he comes out, he's got the he girl. He got blown up in that building. Does he get blown yeah. up he in the building? In, he's in that yeah. building. I think they leave it ambiguous. I oh, feel like he's so? going to, you know, Pirelli's like, revenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, number two. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, the, at the end of the movie, though, they kind of part ways, the, uh, TJ and the nurse. Yeah, they, awkwardly. She gets kind of like a kiss, and then, he, you know, I th- is it him that he gets sent off, like, somewhere? or does, no, he's does going he home. Send her yeah, off? He's just going home. He's just home. like, we're okay. done here. Yeah, because she's going to stay. Village, so I'm going to go back to America now. She's, she's going to stay. stay for a little while. Till Thanksgiving. Then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanksgiving. That's what she says. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> they have a really great Thanksgiving uh, uh, celebration. Yeah. It's so awkward, because he's like, uh, um, so, yeah, I'm going home and, she, and they're standing in front of a train and she's like I guess I'm gonna come back around Thanksgiving they weirdly kiss and yeah. while that's happening the train starts to move and he notices and goes whoop 
<laughs> jumps and on the hops train. on it and then like slowly moves away and yeah. she's looking at him and he's looking at her and then the train just leaves yeah. and there's a like a 30 to 60 second shot of a train pulling yeah. out yeah and then credits. Yeah, like, I thought what just I happened was, here, man. I, I thought that was kind of admirable that they didn't. I was when that happened in the movie. I was like, "All right, good. I'm glad that they don't fly off into the sunset together because right. I yeah, li- sure, I liked the attempt to not it make it this like big romantic movie, thing. Though. But then I, it, I don't feel, think yeah. anything was really resolved. Not really, it, like, no. And I mean, the plot point of him being this white savior, yeah, yeah, really gets abandoned. Oh, yeah, for sure. Totally. He just like, okay, got yeah, the nurse. Then, I'm out. Yeah, he's yeah. just like, I got uh, that nurse. I killed my buddies, so yeah. I think we're done here. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think that's again like what the movie's trying. I feel like the movie's trying to be like, oh, you know, he came in and he saved these people, and then he's out of here. I don't know. I feel like there's there's so many like confused messages in this movie where it's just like you don't know what you want to be movie. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. have this no thing idea. This was just a giant piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was yeah. just a, a mess. huge mess. I don't think any of the casting was good, other no. than the. Um, president yeah president at the beginning yeah. yeah and then that was yeah. about it yeah. i think the it, president and the rebel leader they were good yes yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. yeah the rebel that, leader I, I wouldn't that said though i wouldn't say don't watch this movie to people that like shitty it action was movies. really entertaining absolutely i feel like there it's 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 okay. so crazy and confusing and it doesn't know what it wants to be and then there's also all these amazing stunts in it i yeah. feel like it's a weird entry in like these 80s like war yeah. pictures, I've yeah. never seen anything like if, it. If you like to watch no, these I've kind never of movies, yeah. ironically, then, then you th- should watch it. And I think that there's a reason. Yeah, that I haven't seen anything like. Yeah, it. like <laughs> I would say, if you're gonna watch, a, if you're gonna watch like an '80s action movie and you're looking to like have fun and laugh, like go put on like Deadly Prayer or like yeah, right. some Rambo yeah. movie or something. <laughs> But if you're like interested in really weird, like forgotten movies, it's a confusing, weird. Yeah. thing yeah. i don't know <laughs> very misleading movie mess. box yeah uh, yeah i don't know that was a thing so. I f- yeah i feel like there there was a bunch of like 80s like military dads that really liked this movie sure like, i feel yeah. like you had some friend whose dad was in the war or something and, and like liked weird action movies they probably had this movie or something right i don't know like it was people weird. who don't care that much for movies but they like to see explosions yeah and, and people getting shot and horrible rape stories. Yeah. yeah so I think there was a kind of... Now, did they wrap up on uh, Peter Fonda's character like with an ADR thing where that building blows up and they're like... Guess he was in there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at that. They're well, like, no, oh, you know, they said in Vietnam they said he had nine lives. Yeah, so I guess yeah, he used yes. them all up. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. You guess. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I, not. I think that they really make it unclear. Yeah. Yeah. For on purpose. Okay. What happened to uh, Captain from RoboCop too? I don't remember him. He dying. got a spear through the back. Oh yeah. right. Oh, and yeah, he had yeah. that sweet face pressed against yeah. the glass of the helicopter. Yeah. Kind of a wacky death. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What, what did a, what, what did we all learn from? What did, okay. What did what did you learn? Um, <laughs> from this movie. <laughs> I learned never to go to fake Africa. Yeah. <laughs> Because I don't understand the customs. And if you do go to fake Africa, don't you fall in love. Yeah. No. Don't I, you do I it. learned that they got a killer Thanksgiving dinner in, in fake Africa. <laughs> in fake One Africa. to stick around for. They do American Thanksgiving really <laughs> well in fake Africa. No expense. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I just uh, thought it was weird that, you know, it's so unique that there was a whole bunch of like these like mercenary type films or uh, like Predator is basically the same Mm-hmm. Sort of things like we're going to go to doesn't really fucking matter Latin right. America, Africa, and uh, you know shoot a bunch of people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't really matter why. Yeah, and it's all like these like Vietnam vets or yeah. that are are doing that. I think 
you know, when, when did that really stop? And I think it stopped around the time of Die Hard. That was like the end. Well, I think of in the eighties, it was it, like you could have like these guys who were like in their what, like late thirties and forties. Uh, that were still uh, yeah. coming, yeah. coming back. Like, like so. So Vietnam <laughs> and in was 75. their training ground. Yeah. Like in the eighties, Vietnam was like the training ground for shitty mercenaries and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. freedom fighters and, and stuff. tons and tons of Vietnam movies in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. I think like like uh, Seagal's first one is very much based off that. Yeah, as it well. is. Above the law has yeah. a Vietnam background. Yeah. And yeah. uh, I just think that you know perhaps now where the time is right for something like that as well. I think perhaps in the future we'll see it. We just had, you know, a decade of terrible war. <laughs> right. And yeah. uh, there's going to be a whole bunch of guys. So maybe we'll have a bunch of terrible films as I was, well. Yeah. I, I hope so. Like, what, you mean, like, like uh, kind of mercenary films yeah. in, like, 10 years of, like, people who... Uh, well, I mean, even now, you, you start to get... You start to see, like, the Desert Storm vet. Yeah, in, yeah. Uh, oh, for uh, sure. Yeah, that's come up in a number of But, things. I mean, the, I think they end up being, like, films like uh, Shooter. Right. You know, mm-hmm. where uh, that Mark one that Wahlberg. just came... Yeah. Uh, yeah, that one and the one that's coming out now about the Washington sniper. Yeah. Who was like a first right. war vet. Yeah, yeah. I think now it's just a little bit more serious the way these things are are taken than it was back well, then. Well, there's definitely more of a social conscience now, like yeah. a global social conscience where yeah. you can't really just go like, oh, Vietnam. Like, you, you can't pretend that the states won Vietnam anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, like I think that sort of global... Uh, um, sense of consciousness when it comes to war yeah and i think also that because we don't have like a big enemy yeah like we did in russia so like that was like really like the last time that this stuff could happen because the next year berlin wall falls right Mm -hmm. you know and then Tiananmen square happens as well that that same year and that and that really shifted uh after that and that's what i I was thinking about that kind of thing when i was watching film like isn't this interesting because that was like one of the last times that you could make a film where you've got, they just as long as they're black, it's fine. Doesn't yeah. matter like where they're from or yeah. or any of that. And now that would be a point of criticism. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there was film. a tonal shift too. Like going into the '90s, you know, the social climate changed. Where you know, uh, American pride or any kind of pride was sort of frowned upon, and it was all disillusionment and you know, question authority. That's what really ushered in like the the Bruce Willis era. Of yeah, this sort of like. Uh, smirking, detached guy. You know, we didn't quite want the, the Clint Eastwood detached anymore. That was this, you know, man, man. Yeah. Uh, that you know, uh, androgynous people couldn't be. It was, you know, uh, the this sort of military. You know, that's why it's, uh, like Stallone's career tanked yeah. in the nineties. Like uh, uh, all these sort of archetypes of eighties uh, and Reagan era America. Fondly, weirdly remembering the Vietnam War <laughs> yeah. stuff was really gone. You know, Tarantino happened, and the, the massive music shift, and yeah. uh, how we took in our media um, or what we took from media changed a lot. In Definitely. Life. So this sort of thing was not going to happen anymore. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel. Yeah, I wouldn't tell people not to watch this. I think it's no. a really weird, yep. interesting experience. That if you're it's three movies, it's yeah. a exploitation film. It's a Rambo ripoff. Yeah. It's a delightful romantic comedy about a wayward soldier and yeah. a weird nurse. And I do think that it's a, it's, I think it's an interesting piece to watch. And then for you know what it represents about that time yes. of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. And because it's a mess, it makes it actually a little bit more interesting just to uh, yeah. watch in four different 
Yeah. Definitely, Sexy. I agree. And some of the yeah. action is great. Yeah. Just yeah, there's great. some really well-filmed action. Like, I feel yeah. like the director should have just, like, left, uh, like, everything, out, like, should have just directed the action, like, should have trusted the script or whatever. Now, again, it could have been, yeah, like, who anybody, knows? Yeah. Um, you know, interjecting. But, like, I feel like that guy could could have a good action film in him. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if he ever has. Nope. No, no. No, no. <laughs> no, sir. Made three movies. This one was in the middle. Uh, oh, that's it? That's and it. And he produced a bunch of... Where were the rest of those films? Oh, I don't know. I didn't get into his production credits. I just checked that, That's direction. what came up on the IMDb yeah. for me. Uh, anyways, uh, it wasn't English. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he has a... What's his name? The uh, Ricky... Ricky Shellac. Shellac. Yeah. Sweet. Anyway. Yeah, well, we should... A uh, record came out, too. Yeah. A record came yeah. out. We're going to yeah. listen to some music today. <laughs> Do uh, we have a cassette? Yep. Load it up. Let's put a cassette in the tape player. All right. So we checked out uh, Neil Young. Yes. Uh, not on his own, though. Neil Young and the uh, Blue Notes. This note's for you. Yeah. I'd never heard this album. Neither did I. This, no, is, this, is, no, my this first is my first roll down this record with Neil. There's a lot of Neil Young that... Oh, know, there's but, so much that I have not heard. Yeah, because he just branches out and does... Particularly in this decade. Yeah. This Neil was Young, his 17th. 17th album? Yeah, right. so there's there's just lots of it. There's tons, yeah. Um, <clears throat> this album, I guess, is most notable for the title track and the video that went with it. Uh, you know, which was timely commentary... In 1988, yeah, yeah, in that he mentions, I don't (laughs) sing for Miller, I don't sing for Bud, don't sing for politicians, don't sing for Spuds, which I assume means Spuds McKenzie. Has to be. Which is just Spuds McKenzie. He was the Coors Light dog. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was like a was he like a bull terrier or something? And he knew how to party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Riding a skateboard. Yeah, he used to. He used to surf and and stuff. Yeah, yeah. he used to fuck human (laughs) chicks all the time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I um, had no... But the video, like, it, it it poked fun at Michael Jackson setting his hair on fire, filming that Pepsi commercial and mm-hmm. stuff. And, uh, yeah, it was just... This was a time where artists were very much selling selling themselves to yeah. TV it, 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 blah, it, blah, blah. He was one of the first guys, I think, to start that, you know, anti-establishment... Or, you know, re-anti-establishment. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, thing. anti-consumerism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had no idea what to expect from this album. Right. I did not even like I'd never heard of it. I yeah. like never listened to it. And and it was so off putting, like, just to, to, to throw this album on and be and, and hear what happens like oh, right off the top. And it's yeah. this album is full of what I tend to call Ackeroid blues. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's that sort of like super produced, like fucking like annoying horns and like and like a lot of saxophone and stuff like that but just the basic sort of blues hammer kind of like that's what i because yeah i was kind of thinking like it's totally blues hammer yeah for the most part this album was a total bummer for me yeah um well i mean some of the now it's and it's the horns the uninspired blaring horns that are all over uh, the his place. His lyrics on this thing are fucking this is that, garbage. This well, is he my can point. Phone it in. <laughs> this is my point because yeah, the first 
song on this album is it, it it's very much Ten like men sta- working. standard bluesy riffs. I mean, yeah. like I don't think I mean other than some of the soloing, I don't think like there's much to be said about the the blues riffs. Soloing is really it's generic. not, but but I mean, the, like you said, the the first song, the horns come out. It's a very kind of just like gross blues, like it's not very inspired. Yeah. Though I don't mind the the production is not horrible. But there's moments that are just you have those little reverby '80s drums, yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah. and but it's, the first thing that happens on the album is is his lyrics, and it's just like this song is just like we're gotta keep working, on yeah. rocking, keep men rocking, and it's just like, <laughs> like oh, it's so gross. I was like, yeah. there's nothing to these lyrics. It's no, just yeah. like we gotta keep rocking, keep your heart from getting blue. Kicking in the groove, and it's just like, yeah. oh, <laughs> no, there's nothing to it, and it was so just like, dis, uh, dispiriting to hear just like this brilliant musician being like, just phoning it the in, fuck yeah. in, and 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 the thing is like, even when the lyrics are. Uh, like at their most thoughtful, it is just references to beer and dogs that drink beer. Uh, and like, it's just references. It's not. He's not really saying anything yeah. necessarily. It's just these disaffected references. Mm-mm. And that's I, why that. And but that's see the, that song. This notes for you. It is the most. I don't know. Noteworthy or I don't know. Catchiest thing going on in the album. Yeah. And it's insanely short. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Which almost or something, which is great for yeah. it. That's really working in its favor. It's Absolutely. true, but it feels like they were just like and done. Like yeah. just, it just stops. <laughs> just as long as it ends, it just stops. Well, yeah. if you wanted to hear a longer version of it, you could go on mm. YouTube, as I did this this morning, uh-huh. and watch an eight and a half minute. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Of it. I thought actually you that, went way above and beyond for uh-huh. this podcast. <laughs> I wanted to do my research there. <laughs> yeah, but yes. yeah, so I've got. There's what ten tracks or yeah. twelve, yeah. Yeah. and I've got I think three, four check marks of ones that I didn't think were totally pieces yeah. of shit. Okay, now so which ones okay. are those? I've got this notes for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then Coupe de Ville. I like Actually, Coupe I de Ville. I, I was like going to say song. that because I was walking a, here mm-hmm. and listening to the album, and and my kind of takeaway from this album was that like the slower ones were the ones They're that fine. didn't. Mm-hmm. piss me off or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or make but me I sad find, by and large that's neil young for me anyway that's neil young his yeah. slower stuff where he I has to know. be more thoughtful and and sort of vulnerable well, those, those i didn't i'm gonna I disagree with you i know yeah there's lots of times that he that goes slow and is thoughtless yeah yeah uh, but i just felt like on this great, sorry go ahead no no, no 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 i just felt like on this on this album i i it wasn't so much that like the slow ones had more thought to them. Like the lyrics were still not super great for me, Ugh. but I just kind of felt like, <laughs> no, like but it I, was uh, the only time that the the, the focus was on his voice. I, I mean, didn't care a, what he well, was saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. He's he's at least emoting more. Yeah. And when he's emoting, that's like his big rockers, like rocking in the free world. I fucking hate that song. Like I, I I'm I don't like his big rocking songs because I feel like that's when he gets super generic. But, but I like, like when some he's of doing he, something a little more thought, like something like Helpless or Birds or uh, uh, even like. Cripple Creek Ferry where it's like a little stripped down and it's got a lot more yeah. like kind of an acoustic-y sort of bluegrassy vibe. That's I think where he excels. I guess. I, what's, I, your, what's your favorite Neil Young record? Uh, Just a uh, side note. Immediately I have to say After the Gold Rush. Yeah, I would, that's my favorite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, think, um, no I love but like, I feel the like mix. He, he's got yeah. stuff like Zuma where it's like lots of really big rockers on Zuma and stuff and it's a very jammy album and it doesn't slip into that kind well, of like, like free world there's the style. I just check out when, when, when he's like when he picks up uh, Last Paul I just check out. But I don't he, like his he does solo the, He does the big rockers in kind of like two ways. Like there's sort of the 
like Cinnamon Girl and uh, When You Dance, I Can Really Love, yeah. like where he, there's like some thought to the the vocal melody and usually right. a nice yes. harmony to go with it. Or he does the one where he's just like, "Hey, fuck everybody! Yeah. Yeah. I'm singing this song." Like there's no <laughs> he did melody. He's piece just, of crap he, is like a yeah, good example. Oh, a lot of the crazy horse stuff does that. The Sleeps with Angels album is covered in it but yeah he's just yelling at you mm-hmm. in a weird voice you know he's, he's got yeah. his red brown yeah we're gonna get out of this ah <laughs> uh, and what, yeah so want, uh, what this other album songs, has a lot uh, of that kind of 10 men working is sort of a i'm ooh. yelling stuff here yeah horns yeah. um what other then, songs got a check i want to hear yeah. Like yeah. A life in the city got a check okay and hey hey actually i i really dug i loved how scronky that <laughs> hey hey was yeah just like the the horn section is just like this is so fucking weird, but I would love to see that like at the Silver Dollar or like Rancho, some band come on right. and do something like that. I'm like, that's kind of fucking scrappy yeah. and cool. The, the lyrics of Hey Hey got got on my nerves. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah, they are not positive. Yeah, because he just says Hey Hey. What does he say? Hey Hey. Hey my, Hey, my baby is my baby look good to me or something. Yeah. And yeah. Over and over and over again, I was kind of like, oh, shut up. <laughs> but I, agree. But, I mean, but I think that's a lot of blues songs. Yeah, are. There's not a lot of lyrical totally content. I mean, I think like uh, Charlie Patton's probably best known song is uh, "High Water Everywhere," yeah. which was about the 1929 or earlier. I can't remember what year, but the Mississippi flood. It's like, oh, this is a really important song. Then you listen to that song, and you can barely hear it. The production's so bad, and he just squawks, "I want it." And then, it's like, what the yeah. fuck, man? I thought this was like some type of statement. Yeah. It's not. It's like you're drunk off your face. And you're like flooded. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so, like a lot of blues, I think is like that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, probably the most notable one is "Life in the City," which became "Crime in the City" off of "Freedom," and is like a really cool, oh. socially yeah. aware epic where he's talking about homelessness and uh, social inequality right. and income inequality and everything like that. And uh, it b- does become this j- just verse, 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 interesting song mm-hmm. and is not generic. That yeah. kind of stuff's difficult to pull off, but the right. rest of it's pretty awful. Yeah. I mean, this is a just an abyss yeah. for Neil Young, this time period. Just Well, he was just throwing everything at the wall oh yeah, yeah. And, and seeing what would stick that's, well, that's the majority that's of which did not yeah. harvest moon was such a huge hit because it was a refer- return to yeah. it's like thank oh, you oh thank you it was like <laughs> oh he's yeah. writing fucking, a song he's writing songs back in the wheat fields yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah get out there <laughs> yeah um yeah which is i guess about three years after this or something um yeah, yeah every, I found freedom, almost everything about this. Glory and then Harvest Moon. Right. Yeah. Oh, well, Freedom did well. Like again, but oh, no, there's Eldorado. I don't even know what that is. That's an EP that he just released in Japan. Oh. It used to be known as like the Times Square EP. Oh, okay. And uh, he just released it on tape and put it out in Japan, and people were like, "What?" And uh, then he did uh, Freedom, and he took a bunch of those songs and put them on Freedom and just produced them a little too much. So yeah. that, that's actually like a really like raw, scronky uh, record. There's a song on there called Cocaine Eyes that you can yeah, find. Oh, and that's right. pretty cool. It starts with like feedback and uh, you can hear the producer like, how's that? And you know, he's like, sounds loud. <laughs> <laughs> and, then they, uh, and then they rock out pretty hard and sounds like vital and alive yeah. again. 
Well, I think it's a testament to uh, this notes for you that, with that that we're talking more about other stuff. other albums. <laughs> you know, like I feel yeah. I th- I really do. I feel like there's some moments on this album that I I, I agree with Matt. Like there's a couple stuff that I what I didn't think was absolute garbage. Um, I did well, kind of think liked Coop Coop Deville. I did. Deville think... and uh, it's a you know he, when Neil Young's good and he's got the right melody going. Yeah, for the slower stuff. It's there's such it, a like nostalgic sad yeah. hypnosis that comes over you and I yeah. was listening to this album again on my way here today and just going yuck ah, ah. and then that song came on yeah. and I was just you know it's a nice uh, uh, early fall mm-hmm. afternoon here the same thing happened to me perfect. walking here and I'm just like this is beautiful and yeah. I was in this trance and then the next song starts and I was just in an awesome yeah. little young coma. What the fuck? You know? Yeah, like yeah. and yeah, and, and Coop Deville is kind of like you know the lyrics aren't amazing, no, but, but like fine, the melody's you know? good and yeah, the, and the, the atmosphere. Lyrics are, the lyrics are fine. Fine, yeah, exactly. You know. like, ooh, doesn't yeah. give you those. The voice, the voice know, is great. Yeah, and cool. It, you know, sing yeah. about a car in a cool way. That's yeah. sort of Tom Waitsy. Right? Definitely. Do it, man. Oh yeah, like you could like I feel like on this album I I really. It didn't feel influences so much as feel like he was ripping shit off every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I felt like there was some Tom Waits being ripped off. There's that Sunny Inside song, which sounds kind of like Soul by way of Bruce Springsteen, but like a little too by way of yeah. Bruce yeah, Springsteen. Yeah. Actually, that one really reminded me of the intro to the Blues Brothers. <laughs> like, it really had that, like... <laughs> oh, for sure. Fake white, like acroid blues. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly. exactly what it sounded yeah. like. I'm like, I'm pretty I think, sure yeah. you stole this melody, man. <laughs> I I from love Dan from Dan Dan That's probably the point in the in in the album where I was like, acroid. Yeah, uh, I love that. I think that that's fucking perfect. Yeah. Acroid blues. Acroid. I think that's uh, yeah. exactly how well, that's, I've been looking for this. the name for this shit yeah. forever. That's totally what it is. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Like, this was like around. This is when I became aware of Neil Young. Like really, as a music listener, Weird. I was pretty young, and like this notes for you got a lot of it won uh, the attention. Video. Yeah, it no, it lost to oh. Fat. Oh, sweet. No, that, that's for the Grammy, but for the oh. MTV Awards. It was- oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh. And it was a big deal, and I was remember, and my mom was really like, "Oh, great for Neil Young and yeah. stuff," and like you know, your dad loved him, and yeah, blah blah blah. And I was like, I don't get it, man. <laughs> when I was yeah. like ten or whatever, I I'm feel like, like this is shitty <laughs> yeah and i feel like when this album came out i feel like it was it, it's like neil young in blues for like my dad where it's like he's not yeah, yeah, right. oh, I, yeah. like my dad was like so cool back in the day and he like got super high and went and saw Jimi hendrix and like <laughs> this super cool guy but like the 80s you know like uh he's had two kids i'm like i'm or three kids i'm like really young and i don't know why i, I wasn't born apparently in my mind in 88 just there well, but no I like say because you, you were know, forgetting one of yeah <laughs> and, and it's like you know he's had some kids he has a house and like neil young's got a new album out and it's like blues and he's kind of like yeah you know and he picks it up and it's like somebody plays around the house like this i feel like only- it's very like somebody who used to be super cool yeah is gonna listen to this album it's like this only adult be, contemporary neil young or this something. has to be just cool enough to work in a minivan yeah and exactly and that's fine. yeah yeah like, Dude, I, like, know, I love like, blues put a this lot on. Of, like <laughs> <laughs> in 2013 uh, when we go back there you know, a lot of older artists uh not super old but people from the 80s and 90s when that was their heyday, are making new albums now. Yeah. And they're pretty good, and they're making smart choices for return albums. Now, do you think people learned from the mistakes of Neil Young and Bob Dylan and CSNY in the 80s? I think even... 
Oh, there's a lot of a lot of them did Ackroyd Blues. Yeah. Bob Dylan oh, yeah, did a yeah. bunch of shitty albums in the 80s. Yeah. It's just gross. Think, shitty gospel. Oh, shitty fucking, man. Yeah. Like all these really like respected, like still respected artists made a myriad of mistakes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, but I feel like maybe that's the, uh, the, the cautionary tale. Yeah. Or, I think like what the difference is now is that I mean like a lot of bands from the early 2000s and late 90s are getting mm. back together I think yeah. like My Bloody Valentine yeah. put out yeah. a yeah. record right. and it's pretty good and I think the difference is so like these guys from like the 60s and 70s and even the 80s then when they came back or wanted to do something again after they took some time off ended up making a terrible piece of shit in the generally generic blues or yeah. some other horrible thing it's because they were still rich uh, and yeah. like these guys like My Bloody Valentine they didn't put out a record and who else there's been a few of them yeah. recently that stopped you know being in, in an active band is because they were broke you know not that they weren't inspired to yeah. still make it's like I am fucking broke and like I'm not playing this stupid club for yeah. $40 mm, right. you know again to you know <laughs> no one's here again <laughs> the fuck man yeah. and then they go home and don't make a record for a while. And then everyone's like, oh, man, they were so great. What happened to them? And then they go and make a fucking awesome record again. Because that, you know, the music's still right. there. Well, there's a drive them. to do it. But yeah. there was, you know. There wasn't, there wasn't like the weight of expectation to, to make something ultimately saleable. They basically just made another My Bloody yeah. Valentine record. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. And like uh, for just this note's for you. Like I bet it was a fun time recording that. Like, sure. you know, I bet it was like yeah. we're going to go and make this blues album and like we'll have a fucking blast playing the horns. I don't yeah, fucking care. Not, it's yeah. like he, was, you know? he wasn't stagnant at no. this time in the 80s. He was just making what he just yeah. didn't give a fuck. He like, felt why like not? making They're a blues big, album and he did. And the, it was garbage, the label but, like, put it, the bill. You know, it did well. Put out a blues record, you know, and. Yeah, I like I had such a weird image of Neil Young because this is my introduction to him. Is yeah. this and then keep on rocking in the free world is the next thing I was really aware of, and I didn't get the irony of him mm-hmm. or that at the time. I just remember that album cover for Freedom and that song and being like, "This is not for me." Yeah, uh, I loved it when I was a kid. Yeah, I yeah, I, yeah. I was not into it. I was just like, "This is kind of I don't know." This is like I grew up in Schaumburg. Oh you know, sure, like, fair <laughs> enough. We were not exposed to a lot of cool things. Yeah. Apparently uh, in '88 I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> according, according to me, five minutes ago, I don't know how I felt like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as then you know, like it was, it was shortly thereafter that I heard you know the real stuff. Or yeah, really I didn't get into it until college. Who he was and where he came from and stuff like that. Um, it's because I, I got into Buffalo Springfield somewhere, probably from from, from a soundtrack about a Vietnam. War. Yeah. <laughs> it's a movie. Some Vietnam movie About, had oh, Buffalo. Oh, Vietnam War. <laughs> Vietnam War. Uh, I, I, you know, and then I was like, oh, is this that? This is that guy. And then you know, all the pieces come together. But uh, yeah, I still never made my way to this album until now. Um, yeah. Yeah, this is the first time I've heard it all the way through. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. yeah okay. It's really bad. <laughs> really bad. Oh, Neil. Yeah. But uh, Skip an interesting it. time, nonetheless. Yeah, I'm glad I experienced it. Yeah. But I'll never listen to it. No, again. me either. Yeah, I, I now have a full scope of why I'll never listen to yeah. it. Again. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's good. Yeah. But I do think it's kind of awesome that he really doesn't give a shit. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. go I'm gonna make a robot record. Absolutely. And then I'm gonna go make a terrible country record. <laughs> and then now I'm a blues guy. Yeah. But I feel bing, like bang, he, boom. Had, he had so many years of legitimacy before that period. Where it was probably just that thing of like where I made a lot of money, I did all the coke one human. 
you could possibly do. Now I'm just fucking bored. I also still do a lot of coke, so uh, fuck it. I'm just like, like I'm sure by that point he just gave so little of a didn't fuck. Didn't he put? Didn't Weld come out sometime around this Weld year came, or two? Weld came out uh, in '93 or oh, something that like late? that. Yeah, okay. yeah so. Because that was kind of a whatever, like it's a live album, he but there's a the whole two, side of feedback. Yeah. yeah. The entire yeah, side yeah, of yeah. a cassette of it just... Was, he, well, he, it was a double record, Yeah, and then it came with um, Ark, which is the one that you're thinking of. Right. And yeah. Thurston Moore produced that. Yeah. Because he was on tour with uh, Sonic Youth yeah, yeah, there yeah. in the early 90s. Which I always huh. found cool is that Sonic Youth opened for Neil Young and Crazy Horse, and... At every show, Neil Young just stood by the side of the stage, like, "Holy fuck, these kids are yeah. great!" Right. Dinosaur can... Junior too. They... Yeah, yeah. Like, what a neat tour that is. A lot of his old fans were quite upset. Yeah, yeah, I bet. <laughs> like forty-five, fifty-year-old guys coming up, like, "I want to hear Heart of Gold." Instead, you hear Jay Maskus, yeah, <laughs> just screaming guitar solos, <laughs> and then Sonic Youth with atonal noise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, good. And then Neil plays, you know. Then he plays his stuff. This all note's for you up. for yeah. eight and a half minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this note, this note, this note for eight and a half minutes. <laughs> Whoa. Which one? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Which notes for Don't me, listen. Neil? I would say, yeah, this is not on my. But watch that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know if you're it was an interesting as time. a as a completist. If you're a completist for for musicians or whatever, I would say you know you you should be listening to it. But if you're somebody that like like me that's already into like some of the major ones, I, it's not a detour that I would say is essential. There's nothing essential no. about you know? it. <laughs> Watch the video. And yeah. Go, oh, he did this thing in yeah. 1988. Yeah. That's listen it. to one or two of this. Like you know, listen to Coupe de Ville and then listen nice, to one of the nice upbeat like crappy ones, and you'll understand what the album's about. I yeah. guess. Oh my God! But yeah. I, I mean, no, I guess you say the same Ten thing about the movie. Ten seconds of the I, opening I, track I would, tells you everything you need yeah. to know about yeah. what is wrong with this entire yeah. album. Yeah. I, and that's, and I guess that's what I would say about the movie too. Like, don't watch it if you have a casual interest in shitty movies. But like, if you like want to get down in there, yeah, yeah, <laughs> get trenches, your hands dirty. Yeah, you know? yeah. If you want uncomfortable morality mixed in with your canon films, yeah, <laughs> definitely. It's the one. To ch- it's the one to check out for I'm uncomfortable. I'm pretty sure the people who listen to this podcast do want. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good sell. Yeah, good golly. Oh, All right, good lord. All right, shall we get back? Up our, uh, Let's get out of this awful year. Yeah. What do I got here? A tachyon. Uh, yep. Yep. All right, let's go Punch home. it in. And we're back. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's like nice weather now compared to February. Yep. A lot happened. Uh, quite a lot. <laughs> it was an interesting time. Uh, Matt, thank you for joining us today. Thanks a lot for having me. It was really fun. Thanks for watching that movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was... Thanks for having me. <laughs> Uh, Do you have anything you need to plug or yeah. anything upcoming? Uh, I've got, I'm having an art show coming up at the end of November at Low Gallery, which is at Dundas and Ossington on Dundas. Um, so that runs for the month. It's, it's going to be called uh, Striking Fire Out of the Rock. Uh, you can check out the work on my website, batbane.com. And then the band, we are just writing right now. I think we're going to go tour out east mm-hmm. uh, in December. Which is the best time to oh, yeah. get on the road? That's awesome, especially going Jeez. out east. Out east yeah. <laughs> I've done it, we've done it before, and uh, I don't know why. <laughs> but uh, it it may, it makes 
to be like a completest Canadian musician, you have to tour in <laughs> yeah. the winter time. Yeah, yeah. Right. there's actually, there's really nothing like it. Sixteen hours of darkness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sixteen hours of darkness and three guys around you. You spend way too much time with already. Need <laughs> a heavy metal magazine with a flashlight in the back. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to. Uh, I'd like to retroactively plug uh, a Schoenberg Fair show. That I was uh, in the park uh, at Christie Pitts. Oh, were you uh, there, Casey? Yeah, well, oh, right I, I just happened to be there, and uh, uh, and I wasn't really paying attention to the music or anything. And all of a sudden, I'm like, "Fuck, this is really good. What the fuck am I listening to?" I look over, and it's you guys. Oh, that's, like, oh shit, that's very nice. I'm blushing. It was it was amazing. Like like it, like during the day, like Christie Pitts, like just fucking super growly and menacing. It's fucking great show. Yeah, mm. we got a whole bunch of new tunes there. Yeah, um, I got a delay pedal. Nice. Totally changed my shit around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the evolution of uh, Schomburg Fair over the last well, since I've been uh, seven years or something. I yeah, guess. seven so, eight years. Something yeah, like that. Uh, it's been really really cool to see. And the last show I saw was at the Silver Dollar. You guys played with uh, Biblical. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've I've actually heard night. from a bunch of people about that show. Yeah, that show was that show pretty was. intense. That guy uh, loves to solo. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're just like. Really I still haven't heard them. Awesome. I still haven't heard uh, like really, really, really cool band. Who else was on that bill? Uh, I remember that being a really fun night. <clears throat> yeah, who was the? Because uh, Ian Blurton was there too, and he jumped on oh, stage. Oh yes, because they were playing uh, with uh, Huron. Huron, right? Yeah, so Huron was playing, and we did right. a couple of shows with them, mm-hmm. and uh, they're a really good band. Yeah. they don't exist anymore, of course. Uh, but yeah, I got to see like. I think I was standing beside you. I'm like, that's fucking Ian Blurton, yeah. man. <laughs> and Jerome was pretty good. And then when Ian Blurton went on stage, I'm like, they became fucking great. Enormous, yeah. And uh, I th- he's got a new project. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, Blurton. Huh. Yeah, he tried to retire there and lasted about six or seven months. Yeah. He's like, fuck, I need to rock. I can't quit you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, and thank God, because, I mean, uh, he is so good. Yeah, he's just amazing. That's a great fixture of Canadian music. Guy. And you know, if you see him pop up in a club, it kind of is like, "Oh, look at that chipwreck Beckham!" <laughs> yeah, yeah you got this show. That's pretty sweet. It's like he just walked off of uh, Jericho's raft of the Medusa. Out of that, piece, you know? that is the most impressive homeless guy I've ever yeah. seen come in and try to order a beer. <laughs> yeah. And why is he DJing at the Bovine? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, so are you guys recording? Uh, we're waiting for Grant. We've oh, got some right. demos mm-hmm. up. Um, I'm not in charge of the computering, Fair so <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure where to find them. But you know, I can maybe uh, I'll find out from the fellas and yeah, uh, sure. post you guys the link. Actually, That's we great. got a bunch of new stuff. I wouldn't mind you taking a listen. I would love to hear. Um, and yeah, I can't wait to see you guys play live again. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah! I think it's December fifteenth at the Silver Dollar. And who are we playing with? Drag the river. Sweet. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, if uh, anyone out there gets the chance, please go check out uh, Matt's art show. The uh, uh, you're a hell of a painter, sir. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Don't I've been to wonderful, another one of your shows stuff. before. I was like super impressed. Yes. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Really yeah. good. Um, um, so you can yeah. find us on the internet at facebook.com slash time bandits podcast mm-hmm. or twitter.com slash time bandits pod mm-hmm. or modern spirit.com. Yeah. Yeah. Do all those things at once. Yeah. yeah. Thanks All a lot right. for having me, guys. Yeah, thank you I, so I much. I do. I listen to the Time Bandits and uh, oh my god, the the main one. See you next Wednesday, and uh, they're great. I really Thanks enjoy. Uh, thank you. To them. We enjoy doing it. Thanks yeah. for listening. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. We'll have to have you back very soon. All right, TJ. All right.
Yeah. We TJ, have your pants. <laughs> hey, those are my pants. <laughs> Red Brown, we have your pants. <laughs> This baby hits 88, 88. You're gonna see some serious time bandit.